Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded with the amazing Katie Hamilton. Katie is the founder of Feast It Forward. And more than founder, she's the visionary behind Feast It Forward. And we talk a lot about what it means to be a visionary on this week's episode of Stay Grounded, but Feast It Forward is an intentional cultural lifestyle that combines food, wine, music, and philanthropy spiked with design. It is a, it is a, an event space, a physical location. I mean, it was actually one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. I was invited out there to do a bunch of podcast interviews that you guys have heard over the last several weeks. And, uh, when I got to meet Katie, I just felt this fiery personality of a, of a visionary, creator who just has a very inspiring and empowering message about what it means to be a female entrepreneur, how to create an empowered relationship with failure, how to actually connect the dots in your life to create magic, the power of doing what you love, and so much more. I mean, she just has a really, really, really powerful story of bringing together all the different aspects of her life into one big creation that moves people, that brings together different types of conversation, that bridges in art, food, and impact. And I was inspired just being in that energy and being in that environment. But after the conversation with Katie, I just felt fired up to continue evolving my own vision of what it means to be alive and what it means to create from my heart and trusting trusting the vision that flows through. And I enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. I hope all of you do as well. And we keep all of Katie's contact information in the show notes. So feel free to reach out to her. Check out the Feasted Forward Network. Check out Feast.network on social media. And uh, yeah, I just, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Padopolo, whichever the podcast apps you are using to listen to podcasts. That means every single time we release a new episode, release any behind-the-scenes content. It just drops straight into your inbox. And if anything that Katie or I said resonated with you, tag us on social media, DM us, leave a review for the show with the specific parts of the episode that stood out to you. All of it goes a really long way in not only us feeling really good about the impact that the show is making on you, but also it gives us clues into what's resonating and how we can continue sharing more of our heart, our the messages that we were here and born to share into the world. So I love you guys. Thank you for, again, giving the show your attention and this podcast your your listening ear. It just means the world. So anyways, without further ado, here is the amazing Katie Hamilton. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. 
I hope everyone tuning in is having an amazing day so far. I am sitting across from the founder and amazing visionary of this beautiful venue we are at. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am staying grounded in my chair, drinking my water and just enjoying sitting across from you and and creating this amazing space surrounding us. You know, I'm blown away. I feel like every part of this venue is intentionally created to tell a story and it's intentionally created to evoke a sensory experience and to connect you with something bigger. And so I'd love to maybe start with, you know, I know it's feasting it forward and it's combining so many different aspects of your passions to the things that light you up. I guess like, were you always drawn to philanthropy in the ways that you are? Or was it something that developed as you started sort of doing the work and bringing together the the artists and the cultures and the creativity into the space? Philanthropy, definitely giving back or being a part of something greater has always been something I've wanted to be involved in since I was a young kid. But I, I consider myself an entrepreneur first. I was the kid on the corner that was like selling lemonade. I think of like fellow podcasters, right? Like Gary Vee, when he was like selling flowers back to people that he picked out of the yard. You know, it's like I was always that somebody that was trying to like sell something back to somebody or in hosting my parents' garage sale and like one-upping by a buck and being like, no, that sweater is really $2. My mom's like, it's a dollar, you know? But my whole culmination of this is I was explaining to you earlier, I wanted to go to culinary school. I'd been playing soccer my whole life, like cooking and entertaining was my thing, but they didn't have a soccer team. So, you know, going to culinary school, it's like you can imagine like what a soccer team would look like in culinary school. You've got all these like big chefs running around and kicking the ball. I'm like, that wasn't going to work. So I accepted a, a scholarship, played in college, hung up my cleats for a bit, went to Nashville to pursue a singing career, slowly learned, even though there was interest that I didn't want to tour. I didn't want to run that circuit. I'm, I'm kind of a tomboy, as you know. It's like, I'm like, I love eating cheese and cursing. And that is like, I don't want to be judged by that. I'm like, I don't know. Is this a curse-free show? I don't know what the deal is. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A mindful, okay. A mindful fuck. Okay. Cause it's kind of like, look, I- I'm me. Like, fuck off if I want to eat a pound of brie. Like, you know, you're going to judge me with not wearing makeup when I walk outside. And so left Nashville, had a really fun time doing that, played semi-pro. So I kind of picked the soccer back up, got to meet some, meet some incredible athletes, and then hung up my cleats. It's like, you're not Derek Jeter as a, a female. We know that, that sports is coming a long way from a female perspective, but it was not the time to keep beating that drum. So I moved to Napa, and that was when like the culmination of the culinary came into play. And this is when philanthropy really, really hit home. I was working at a winery, and my mentor's daughter was diagnosed with a rare neurological disorder called Rett syndrome. And so I kind of just said, look, let's start something, cause awareness, create awareness for this. It's called Rett syndrome. Basically, children, girls are affected neurologically. They're born without the X chromosome. So 25 years old is is about their expectancy. Boys that are born with it, unfortunately, do not survive. And so I was at Cuvisan Winery and my mentor, who was teaching me everything from events in the, the winery space, his daughter was diagnosed and it was just completely devastating. And so I said, gosh, let's start this foundation. So we started Erica Van Giesen Foundation, which brought together all of these contacts in the food and wine space that I had, as well as he did. And we hosted this huge event called Erica's Foundation Dream Gala, opened Katie's Clinic at the Oakland Children's Hospital, which was amazing. It now serves all the girls affected with Rhett in the Western United States. 
And then it was just like, gosh, like I've done all these things. I've done, you know, athletics. I've done singing. I love food. I love wine. I love entertaining. And that's how Feast of Forward started. So, and it's all about giving back. So it's, it, my dad always says, I'm not even, you know, I'm retired, but I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And I'm like, I'm living, luckily, I'm blessed with the fact that I have taken everything I've ever done and I don't take a singular path. I'm able to take Feast It Forward and say, food, wine, music, philanthropy, and giving back. Well, I think that's what drew me most to you. And when I started really learning about your story, because I feel like I've had a very similar path where I started with coffee and then I became super interested in personal development, spirituality, which then birthed a podcast. And then the podcast then led me down a path of exploring passions in mental health and then led me down a path of wanting to give back in ways. And then like now I see this giant thread of everything just connecting. Right. And I think you've you've done this so so beautifully with your life. Were you always really good at connecting the dots or was it something that you got better at? Like kind of like was it like connecting the dots looking forward like you saw the vision and you just kind of saw things come together or was it more like, holy shit, I look back at my life and I was really good at connecting dots looking backward. Did you ever watch Queen's Gambit? Okay, so that's I feel like I'm always laying on my back and looking at the next move. I've always been able to see around a corner and go that's what's going to happen in a very weird, like, and from an energy perspective, and I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like, I've always, I was an artist in college. I draw all my business plans. All my investors have no numbers, PL. This is what I'm doing. This is my drawing vision. And I've always drawn everything and it's come to life. Like Queen's Gambit, when she sees the card, you know, that the chess pieces move and the queen moves and the king. And I don't even, I mean, I would be shitty at chess, but <laughs> from like an entrepreneurial side, I've always been able to just see and connect the dots, but I relate it to like, in a way, the game of chess, like what's your next move? And so for the business, I think I've been able to create this innovative path from what the network is, what the lifestyle is, and then going, I'm poor as fuck. Excuse me. That's the the occasional fuck that makes sense (laughs) is that I'm building this location from the ground up and I am... I don't have a lot of money. How am I going to make it work? And that's where all the sponsor stuff came in. So building this with all these sponsors going, okay, I'm going to build a playground, an adult Disneyland that brings the on-camera network to life. But you have to think of all the aspects when you build a property, countertops, cabinetry, appliances, paint, furniture, decor, art, flooring, you know, conduit, tables, chairs, pillows, you know, everything. So it turned into this, okay, I'm going to create a Pinterest house for lack of better words, a Pinterest house brought to life to bring the on-camera network to life. And so like seeing now how I crafted it and related it to seeing around the corner of of how I wanted to connect the dots between the network and the lifestyle, it makes complete sense to me. But I I love hearing no because people always said like, that's never going to work. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I love, I coming from playing sports, it's like when you're down, you know, 0-2 and and I'm like, I'm going to, Oh man, I'm, I can't wait to beat you. I loved hearing no when I picked up the phone and said, Hey, sponsor, hey, sponsor. And like, Oh, who's this crazy girl? You know, and now I look back at the sponsors that believed in me and that, that fuels my fire. What do you think? Why do you think the sponsors that believed in you believed in you? So, um, you know, when I called Microsoft or Gibson for good examples, I cold called. I emailed, I finally got connected to right people. And I was like, look, if you have very little investment in this. And if you don't believe in me, I'm going to your competition, aka Apple or Samsung or whomever it may be. 
And I think it was just my drive and passion of, I love hearing no, but I also don't take no for an answer. And so when I kind of like put it out there and drew all this stuff, I think that my words are very strong for them that they were like, oh shit, like, okay, well, what do we have to lose? Let's believe in this. And now it's at the point they've believed in me and seen it. And now they're investing even more. Well, what's powerful is it all starts with the energy and the vision, right? And I think that's something you've said a few times now. It's the energy that you're selling and the energy that you're clear on and the energy that you're cultivating and getting like getting intimate with. Like when you think about energy and the way that it plays a role in your business, your life, your relationships, like what is the role that energy plays and how do you cultivate your relationship to energy so that it's it's always present? Yeah, I mean, I, I I have two young girls, so I wake up with complete gratitude. Like I sit there, I I don't I don't have believe in I believe in there's a, a bigger source of energy. I don't I don't have a there's a god or or there's one specific thing. I believe that there's something greater, and I'm connected to it. And I meditate in my own way of talking to myself. Like I believe every morning when I wake up and I give gratitude for the fact that my family's still alive and my kids are healthy and that I'm living my dream every day with my my eyes wide open. I have pyrite. I have all these crystals. Like I I put my rocks out every full moon. I mean, my husband's like, "You're a nut," and I'm like, "Crack ass, crack ass." Yeah, I'm a nut. I put my I put my crystals out. There are fuel and energy, dear God. No, I mean I love it. You know, and I think that it's sometimes I told my dad when I was a little girl, I'm like, I talk to flowers and he's like, uh, do we need to get you somebody to talk to? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, I literally wake up and I'm like, hi, how are you? And that sounds super crazy, but I feel like in my space and my, what I've built, I am attached to every single, all of these things here are me. Like I have left my blueprint to everything. I can talk to it communicate with it. And I think that you feel that when you're here, you're like, you feel like you're at home. Everybody I've said before, it's like creed, culture, race aside, we all put on our pants the same way. And the energy here is feeling at home. Like we're all one. So energy for me is a huge thing. Like I am, that's me. And you you said this, I mean, energy feels like home and there's almost like this. And I truly believe this for myself. Like I believe we are actually like spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. I feel like we are souls that chose our bodies so that we can live and eat and sing and dance and love and kiss and have the human experience. We were not meant to live void of feeling. We were not meant to sit on the sidelines. We were meant to be in the game because that's what our souls chose. And so when you even say that idea of, you know, energy feels like home, it's almost like it's coming back to you. And it's this reflection and it's like your life and everything I see so far in the very little time I've known you, there just seems to be this resonance that you're playing with. Like even yesterday, like you were, Warren G came up here and you're doing a show and you're exploring all these things. And it's like these things are just planting seeds. And so when, how do you know when like there's something in front of you that's like when there's two opportunities or two things in front of you? How do you know which one is connected to the vision and not like, is there a certain signature that you're following and paying attention to? I go with my gut. I feel like failure is my most beautiful fault. Like I am not, my husband's in insurance, like he's in risk management. He sits at the side of the cliff and is like, is my parachute properly packed? And I'm like, "Wee! is it going to come out? I don't know. So for any opportunity, I look at those and I'm like, okay, what in my heart feels great? 
But I also know that I've made mistakes in building this because unless you're handed something on a silver platter, you're going to fall and smack your face into the ground and, and not succeed and get back up, wipe the dirt off and go to the next. So I feel like I, I always choose what feels right. And I've not been right all the time. But for the most part now where I'm at and building this, certain things feel, okay, that's the right move. When it comes to sponsors, as long as they fit my vision and goal and you know, there's no like politics or race connected and I'm like, oh, that person I don't want to be associated with, that's always a big play for me because I want to make sure that their vision and their strategy and their personal you know, love and, and heart and energy is, is bound to the company I've created. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I just feel like I feel it in my gut, but I'm also not afraid to make a mistake. Well, what has been your relation? I mean, like, I guess growing up, like, did you have a relationship with failure that informed the way you move forward? I mean, playing sports, I played a lot of tennis growing up. I was a really competitive tennis player. And I remember growing up, like, I used to be really hard on myself and I didn't like to fail. In fact, like I had a really shitty relationship to failure. So when I became an entrepreneur and I had my first failures, it sucked. Like I was really hard on myself. I beat myself up. Like I would judge myself. And I had to really go through a lot of like having the conversations with my own inner critic and my own inner coach Mm -hmm. to be like, like, like tell them to quiet down. It was like a a true path of self-love learning to like change my relationship to failure. So like going from like athlete to being an entrepreneur, did you have a transition where you, you felt like your relationship with failure changed or was it always something that was just a like, were you always this like kind of open, jump off the cliff and yeah. be able to do it? I was definitely always open, jump off the cliff. I feel, I feel like oddly I'm fueled by no. And the fact that failing makes me stronger, like the pandemic made me stronger. Like I'm best with my back against the wall. If I get, excuse me, uh, fucked by somebody or, <laughs> or somebody is like, you know, you should do this or you should do that. I'm like, no, like this is my gut. This is how I feel. And so I have no problem with failure. I think it, it, it's at my core made me stronger. I've always been like that as a kid. My father is my biggest advocate and best friend. My mom has struggled with mental health. We kind of spoke about this briefly. And so, you know, I look back and reflect on how I grew up, even though I had the most amazing family experience, or I should say growing up was difficult in the sense that I was kind of the the mediator between a sick mother and a father who was trying to make ends meet. And I look back and go, gosh, if that didn't happen and my mom is messed up as she still is today, if that didn't happen, I don't know if I'd be the strong person I am. It, it's really interesting to think about. It's like for everything that I went through and kind of the really dark places I went. It's like, gosh, if I hadn't gone through that, would I be this kind of feeble, you know, nine to five non-risk taker? I don't know. I I just think that I am meant to be where I am. And as heartache as I went through, I wouldn't give it back for anything. So failure is okay with me. And I've been through a lot, but I just know that as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to get socked in the face and be like, (laughs) wipe the blood and be like, that tastes good. Let's go after it again. You know? Well, it's, it's, this idea that it keeps coming back to me, like if I love who I am today, I have to love everything that made me who I am today. Like I can't change. If I changed one thing, I wouldn't be who I am today. And so there's this inherent sort of trust and gratitude. You said gratitude earlier on, like, you know, just being grateful for everything and being in that frequency of gratitude, which allows the energy of the universe. It's like, it's like the more you practice gratitude, the more things you have to be grateful for And so it's like this weird gift that keeps on giving, but it's a practice and it's a choice, 
which is what I think is the most powerful message I'm taking away from you, which is this choice that we have to respond to life with enthusiasm, with love, with confidence, with trust. And it seems like it's something that you've just built. Like I can feel it on you. And it's one of my favorite things about you. Like it's like this, like this energy of just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna like yeah. universe is gonna fuck yeah, me. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah, like a few mindful fucks there. You know what I mean? Like it's like, but it's that's the energy of creation. And I think that's what allows groundedness to exist. Like when you can trust yourself. You know, you got this. And when you trust yourself, you trust the universe. Well, and I think I've always said, for, especially for a female, like you as a male, I feel like in your your strong, nurturing state, you're, you may be judged sometimes because, oh, like he's a strong dude, like he's awesome. As a female, it comes off as cocky when I'm just like, I'm fucking happy. Like I am passionate. I'm living what I'm doing. I'm making these choices. I'm building this vision and dream. I have an incredible team behind me. And it's not cockiness. It's like, I'm happy. <laughs> I am passionate. And so there's been so many times in building this and in my past of, oh, she thinks she knows her. Like, she's a bitch. She's cocky. Like, I think any woman in a high-powered position, and not, not that I'm a high-powered position, but somebody building something when they're completely confident can be perceived as egotistical. And I just, it, it shocks me because I'm like, can I just not be in this happy, passionate state? Like, it's not ego. It's not cockiness it's called passion and excitement and confidence and i i you know i know some men deal with that but i think as a, as a female it's very difficult sometimes to be like no bro like i'm doing what i'm doing like you can judge me for who i am but i'm happy maybe you're the one that's not happy well yeah at the end of the day like i think the things we see in others are the things that we see in ourselves right so like when people can't appreciate someone else's success or joy it's because there's an internal voice that's like, I can't accept myself for where I'm at. And I think that's part of, you know, even with my friends, like I actually realized early on in my journey, if I can't be happy for someone else's success, I will not be happy when I'm successful. Like, in fact, I started going through this practice of like, if anyone in my network, like I'd have my vision board and I have all these things I'm working towards. And if I saw somebody in my network or one of my friends had win it big, I would start celebrating it as if it was me because it's like, oh man, the universe is like showing me that like, this is like, it's like kind of like the universe is shooting shit and it's like missing me, but it's like right over there. And that dude got it. And it's like, yes, like, come on. Like, and so when you play in that energy, it's inevitable that you end up getting the blessings because you're creating that energy. It's like, you're, you're just, you know what I mean? Yes. A hundred percent. No. And I, I feel like I would, I would advise any growing budding entrepreneur, even like my daughters. I'm like, if you love something and you believe in it, then do it. Like if it doesn't affect you health wise and that, that we're still loving and, and patting you on the head and like, okay, honey, like you're off key, you know, but still go sing. Like I'm totally for it. Like do it. So I think that that's something as, as parents, I try to nurture because my, my dad nurtured that. My mom is, is not well. She was, she's still, oh, honey, go, you know? So it's just, I, I feel like that should be embraced more of like, accept less judgment, acceptance, less judgment of just go after your dream you know, yes, I believe there's other universes that we may end with when our bodies go away, but you're in this now moment. I'm in Napa, California right now, and I'm living my dream. And whatever that may be afterwards, 
is unknown, but just like, I love the cheering, like fuck the booing. Like, I don't need to hear you. Like go boo for yourself. (laughs) What are you at this point in your journey? Do you think is like really driving and inspiring you? Uh, gosh, I mean, you know, we're, you've been in the yard during our pod rock Podopolo festival that has just been making lemons or lemonade out of lemons from COVID because that was my kind of pet project to expand when things were dark. So that's what's driving me because we're not technically open yet. (laughs) We opened this weekend because of the obvious, but that's been driving me. And I think obviously my family, you know, is, is, is as a mother of two young girls and in the state of our culture right now with the overturning of Roe v. Wade and all these things, like my daughters drive me, they see this strong female in their life. And it's like, do what you love, like accept failure. You know, we're, we're used to like, just like coddling people and saying that's okay. And I just feel like you you should not be judged. It's always judge. It's judgment. Like stop caring about what your high school friend, who's an idiot, inept person in New Jersey, cares about what you're fucking doing and you know your location. Like stop reading this social media bullshit of of people judging you from afar. Because like you said, it's an internal battle with themselves. They're not okay with themselves. So what's driving me is that I've completely the earplugs are in and I'm only listening to my advocates and the people that support me, including my children and my husband of like rooting me on, like put in the fucking earbuds, people, you know, like that's what's driving me. I just love you. You're so great. (laughs) I I love your energy. I love the, just the tenacity with which you're choosing to be the example, right? Like I think that's what's so inspiring about. I have so many amazing just female friends that I'm just so proud of because it's like this strong badassery that's just being like exemplified and it's, it's amazing and it is so important. And I just, I love what you're building here. This is amazing. I mean, I'm looking around right now at all these incredible just trinkets and beautiful aspects of a space that I know were intentionally curated intentionally brought in and not one thing is out of place well maybe a few things but not but you know but at the end of the day this is a a work of art that's yours and I just really want to honor you for that like like you've built something beautiful and we're so grateful that we get to get to experience it and appreciate it and cheer you on and I mean so anyone listening we got people all over the world so like how can they support or be a part of anything you're creating here and is there any message inside of what you're creating that's accessible for for those that might not be in Napa? Yeah, I would encourage you to, to follow Feast It Forward. That is our, our lifestyle. And then our network is feast.network. So when we go live in the studio here, you can follow us and watch us from around the globe. You know, yes, we have our produced and edited segments like our show with Rick Moonen or Jacques Pepin, which are, you know, high budget productions that we're cutting and editing and and producing and putting out there. But for the most part, live in studio, if you can't physically be here, you can tune in and watch. And what's even cooler is when we are live, you can click that donate button to give back to that that talent we have on. So it's really feasting it forward. If you can't visit Napa, we would love to have you here, of course, but you can still watch us. I mean, it's a cultural lifestyle about food, wine, music, philanthropy, I say spiked with design, but it's a playground. It's an adult Disneyland. It's a place for us all to connect, come together and thrive and no judgment, like no judgment. (laughs) 
I love it. Well, Katie, thank you again for just being such a warm, bubbly, bright, beautiful human being. I have one last question for you. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Oh, man. Drinking a bottle, and I mean a bottle, of wine while cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) That is literally like, you know, occasionally it's nice to have CBD water, you know, a little, you know, weed here and there. But that is like I... My red wine in the kitchen, stirring that pot with my two kids learning how to cook is my grounding and waking up with gratitude. Like I just, that is my, my, my husband's like, oh, the, the, the pasta is about to burn and the bread's over here. And I'm like, I love you, babe. But like me in the kitchen and having that beautiful chaos of just like cooking something with my kids is, and that sounds weird, but it's like, that's my groundedness. Yeah. It's my home. Yeah. Well, thank you again for just sharing your heart and just your life with us. So grateful. Everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj, and this is your new friend, Katie, from us. Stay Grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.